Welcome to Mind Body Soul Radio, broadcasting from New York City with Mind Body Soul Yoga Studio founder and mystic mama, Alyssa Snow. Awakening, healing, yoga. We're getting real and we're getting gritty because, as they say, no mud, no lotus. And now your host, Alyssa Snow. Hello again, this is Alyssa Snow with Mind Body Soul Radio, episode two. Thank you so much for joining. I'd like to take a moment just for a little sweet invocation, just to get us all in the same energy. So close your eyes wherever you are. Take a nice deep breath in. I honor the father, the intellect, the healthy problem-solving and psychological mind. I honor my father all fathers before him and all fathers now. I honor those qualities within him and me and all. I honor the mother, the nurturing, unconditional love of a full heart. I honor my mother, all mothers before her and all mothers now. I honor those qualities within her and me and all. I honor the teacher and the carriers of knowledge that become wisdom. Teachers that come in all forms and all situations, I honor them. I honor the teacher and the wisdom within me and all around me. Life is a teacher and I am its student. I honor God and the loving energy of intentional creation, creation in its natural time. I honor the creation of myself and beings everywhere. I honor creation as an expression of love. I invite and I call in my guides, my masters, my angels, my animal spirits, my ancestors, all beings of the light. So you may be here with me in my day and my practice in this podcast and with all of you. So you may help infuse my mind, my heart, your mind and your heart with the light of our souls so we may know to surrender and not control. So today, I was wondering, what do I want to talk about? And I oftentimes have an idea about what I want to talk about, and then I change drastically after I, after I tune in and after I meditate. I was starting to think a lot about social media and how social media impacts us, and also the yoga, if you will, of Instagram. And so... It's very interesting because Instagram, I, I like Instagram. Instagram is, is, is cool. It's got pictures and stories and it's, it's really very creative. And I find myself not posting really all that frequently at all. But I look and I watch and I see yogis posting, you know, really beautiful pictures of themselves doing yoga, really beautiful pictures of um, postures in I don't know, really exotic places like Costa Rica or Mexico or retreat places. And they're all, they're all really lovely and they're all really beautiful. But I wonder how real it is and how many times they had to take that picture to get that shot. And then I wonder, does this really capture what yoga is about or what your yoga practice is about? If you've got a camera in your hand or your phone in your hand and you're taking pictures of yourself. 
Now, I don't want to diss people that are taking pictures of themselves doing yoga, although it may sound like I am, because there's a lot of really lovely people, my friends included, that, that do this. But it gets me thinking. And maybe it gets me thinking because I don't do it. I have an aversion to do it. And it's not because I haven't taken a picture of myself in a yoga pose, because I have. And when I have looked at that picture, I've thought to myself, oh, shit. Nuh-uh, I'm not sharing that with anybody. I look chubby. Oh my gosh, how many chins do I have now? Oh gosh, I should probably wear makeup. Oh, maybe that pose doesn't look as pretty on me than it does on other people. And so I get self-conscious because it's not up to par with all of the other pictures that I see. It's not as cute. It's not as pretty. It's not as perfect. And so I don't post anything. Maybe I post some pictures of my kids because they're beautiful and perfect and pretty. <laughs> but then this, this, does this make my yoga practice any less impactful, any less powerful? Because it's not pretty, or I don't perceive it to be pretty. And so what are we doing? What are we doing on social media? What are we doing when we're observing all of these pictures and we're liking them and we're sharing them and we're pressing hearts? What is this about? And what does this relate to yoga in any way? And I think I've come to the conclusion that it doesn't. It's something entirely different. And so when we practice yoga, we're going inward. Ideally, we're going inward into ourselves, into the sensations of our body, the thoughts in our mind. Our inner landscape becomes the focus. But when we're looking on social media, and it doesn't even have to be about yoga, right? We could look on social media and see other people's lives and get a sense that everybody else is doing so awesome. And I'm just doing shitty over here, right? I'm having a bad day. My house is a mess. There's always dishes in my sink. My laundry is always dirty. Is it real? You know, it's not really. I remember one day I was in a particularly crappy mood and I was home and I don't know why. I think I was trying to post something inspirational on Instagram and it's so it's really ironic because whenever I try to post something in, like inspirational I go blank I can't think of anything smart to say I think of lots of smart things to say when I'm not trying but when I'm trying nothing comes out and so I'm on Instagram la 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 and I'm feeling bad you know I'm not feeling so great I'm probably having sugar in the middle of the day I'm feeling tired and overworked and and I stumble across Gwyneth Paltrow's Instagram account. Oh, don't do it. Don't look at it if you're feeling badly. And so I'm going down the rabbit hole of Gwyneth Paltrow's Instagram account. and I'm just getting worse and worse and worse into my comparative self. You know, why is her house so beautiful? She has such a pretty life. How does she have time to cook all that beautiful, amazing food? How did she get so thin? Wow, she really, she really, she's like the same age as me and she looks like 15 years younger. And all these sort of thoughts kept going in my mind about Gwyneth Paltrow, who doesn't matter at all in my life, yet in that day, she was like this archetype for everything I was not. Bam. She was an archetype for everything that I was not. 
and it hurt. And it brought up all this stuff in my mind and just made me feel badly about myself. And so I realized later, not that day, I realized in the same way that I was sort of comparing myself or my life to someone else's life, it wasn't real. I don't know this person. This person is just posting pictures. They're pretty pictures, sure. But is it real? And so this podcast is essentially about the mud, right? We let me let me explain what that means. So if this old term that we've heard in Buddhism and yoga, the lotus grows in the mud. The lotus grows in the mud. Oftentimes on social media, all we see is the is the lotus. All we see is the lotus. And maybe this is a, a response in some ways to mass media because when we watch the news, all we see is crap, right? It's not really the mud of our minds, but maybe it's the collective mud of our minds. I'm not sure. We'll save that for another day. But on social media, people are posting the lotus, what looks beautiful, the result, what looks inspirational. But we're not sharing that mud. We're not sharing the crap. We're not sharing the the pictures that make us look chubby or that we don't have makeup on or that make us feel less than ideal. We're not sharing that. How come? I wonder. Maybe I'll be bold enough one of these days to actually post a picture of myself in a yoga pose that makes me feel (laughs) self-conscious. Maybe. But I'm more interested in the process of awakening in what yoga actually is doing for us. Not the picture, not the result, but in fact, the juicy, ugly, gritty, crappy feelings that we have to go through when we are living our lives. And so what is yoga anyway, right? Is it the pretty pictures on Instagram? Is it the pretty pictures on the cover of Yoga Journal? No. That's not my experience at all. And so my experience tends to be yoga is it's about going inward into my own mind and my own being and seeing what's there. Excavating the muddy crap that's there. So it's really interesting because that exercise of or that experience of going onto Queen of the Peltro's page, it brought up a lot of shit. Pardon my language. I'm sorry if you have kids around. (laughs) It brought up a lot of muck, of mud. Why aren't I happy with my own life? What's wrong with my own life? My life is pretty awesome. What was going on with me that made me have to go in there and like sort of be all comparing and despairing? What was up with that? Let me investigate why I did that. What's going on? Let me go deeper. Let me get quiet with myself on my mat or on my meditation cushion. And it really becomes about comparing the outer world and the inner world. And what's more important anyway? Isn't our inner world more important? How we feel inside? How our minds are projecting? 
how our emotions are experiencing, our mindset, our perspective. When we look outward, right, what we see in our external world sort of activates our mind, agitates really, I think. Can I do that? Why can't I do that? Why don't I have that? Now, maybe that's my mind. Maybe that's just me. I don't think so. And I'd love to hear your thoughts because sometimes on these posts I see, oh, that's so inspiring. I'm so inspired to do that. And I think to myself, I am not inspired. I'm not inspired at all. And I don't mean to be grouchy about it because I'm not a grouchy person, but I'm not really inspired. I'm curious. I'm curious as to what your internal experience is when you're by yourself without your phone, without your camera, without your post. I'm curious about that. But mostly I think that what we should remember, certainly those of us that maybe just practice yoga at the yoga studio and don't necessarily have a home practice or are just launching into what it feels like to explore yoga as a tool for growth and as a tool for awakening and as a tool for diving deeper into our own psyche and our own emotional bodies. I think what's important for those folks that are just beginning this journey to understand is that none of that matters. What it looks like doesn't matter. What matters is how it feels. So when we get on our mats and we start moving and we start breathing, ideally close your eyes. Don't look around the room if you can help it. Feel, feel your body in space. Feel how it feels to take these shapes, these yoga shapes. And as you're feeling how it feels to take these shapes, notice how your breath is. Notice the sensations in the body. Notice if the mind is chattering about anything in particular. Notice what it's chattering about. Don't engage the chatter, just notice. Become really aware of yourself, of how you feel. Because generally speaking, in our active sort of daily life, we are externally focused. We're scrolling on our phones down social media. We're scrolling in the news. We're interacting with the external world. We're not in ourselves. Observing ourselves. There's not a lot of silence in this world at all. And so in yoga, we're given this opportunity to get really quiet and just be with ourselves and hear that internal dialogue that's judgy or self-depreciating or self-harming, if that's the case. And it's the case for a lot of us. You know, I've gotten a little bit more mature since that Gwyneth Paltrow day. <laughs> just a little. But I also have my vulnerabilities. I also sometimes come into a yoga pose and my, my shoulder flexibility isn't what it was, you know, 15 years ago. My body isn't what it is, what it was 15 years ago. After having a child, after experiencing stress and some weight gain and, you know, this is, this is the path that is, that is mine. And so how do I accept 
my form, my body. How do I accept it for what it is right now, right here, without wanting to change it? Can I be with myself on my mat, with my body, as it is right now? Not when it was when I was 25, because it was gorgeous when I was 25, let me just tell you. Why do I think that it's any less gorgeous now? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I do know, though, that I accept it, that I love it, that I feel it and I'm with it and I acknowledge it. It's healthy. It's vibrant. And so when I get on my mat sometimes and I fold forward and I think, oh, I used to be able to get my little nose in between my knees. Now I can't do that anymore because it's got all this belly. And that's what the mind generates. The mind generates that thought, right? Oh, the belly. The belly's there. Can't fold as deeply. There's a little too much Alyssa. And so I hear that. I hear that in my mind. And I think, oh, wow, that's intense. Shit. That's, that's not cool. And so I breathe. And then I hear the voice and I let that voice go and I just do my thing. And I just keep folding and I keep breathing. And I keep focusing on the silence in between the thoughts rather than the thoughts themselves. And then those thoughts go away, ultimately. And it keeps, and it keeps happening, right? In different in different ways and different expressions, as I practice my yoga and as I meditate, I become more and more aware of how I speak to myself and how I relate to myself internally. Because you know, when we become really aware of how we're relating to ourselves internally and how we speak to ourselves, we can become really, really aware of how we're projecting into the world. How we speak to people, how we relate to people, how we interact in our external environment. Because yoga is really just about awareness, right? Becoming really aware. Aware of not just our physical bodies, though. And maybe that's my problem with social media or with the yoga of Instagram, is that it's just, just, just purely physical. It's just physical. It's just showing the body. And there's just a small fraction of the reality that we're experiencing. Our body is just a small fraction of the reality that we experience every day. But the more we focus on our bodies, the more we start to, to minimize our awareness. Straight up. If all you're focused on is the physical, you're missing a whole bunch of awesome stuff. And so when we can shift our awareness away from that physical, away from the body, and I'm not saying deny the body, God, you gotta acknowledge the body, you gotta feel the body. Be with your body, be with your breath. And when we can do that, and this is, this is yoga. This is my experience of yoga. When we can do that, we start to become aware of so much more. First, it starts, we become aware of our thinking and our thoughts. 
and how we project. And we make adjustments or not. I try. I try to make adjustments, right? Because I want I want to really I want to be a good person. I want to be a person in this world that is effective, is kind, that lives a good life, makes people happy. Who is happy? I don't want to be unconscious. I don't want to act in such a way that I'm not aware of. I don't want to be a way to somebody and not know that I'm that way. And so my awareness, my full awareness is important to me. And so as I become aware of my thinking, I then become aware of my behaving and my choices and how my thinking and my behaving and my choices start to create my reality. I start to see the patterns there and the relationships. And that is first a humbling experience, actually. But it's, it's a necessary one. You know, when I, before I started yoga, I've been doing yoga now for, for 20 years or so. And I could say in my early 20s and in my 20s in general, I had a temper, man. I was easily agitated. Just if things didn't go my way or if, if, if there was any sort of level of patience required for anything, I'd kind of flip out a little. And depending upon who I was with, I'd, you know, flip out more or less. I have thrown chairs. I have thrown a chair. In college, I threw a chair because I was so frustrated with whatever assignment. I did. Not proud of it, but I totally threw a chair. Not at someone, but in frustration. I've thrown things. I've kicked holes in walls, in doors. Yeah, I'm fiery. And I didn't like that about myself. I didn't like that feeling inside of me that would sort of fill up this rage inside of me when things didn't go my way. That feeling. It was horrible. It was painful. And it was humiliating, right? Because then you just act out, you act like a big brat or you kick a hole in the door or whatever you do and it's just like, oh, I do yoga. (laughs) And so... This temperament that I have, or had, it's changing. It's changed a lot. It was like a wiring of my nervous system. And so yoga essentially was a technique, a technology, tool, all those things that essentially helped me rewire my nervous system so I could sort of breathe into that discomfort. And then I started to be able to pause in between that feeling of frustration and anger and impatience and wanting to throw something just to release that tension. And so that behavior started started to shift. I didn't do that anymore, right? I was able to control myself a lot more. I was able to create a lot of space in between 
that feeling of frustration and that that behavior, which was very welcomed by all that know and love me, I'm sure. (laughs) But then I dove deeper because that feeling didn't go away, right? Now, I didn't throw a chair. I didn't kick a wall. It wasn't I wasn't that bad, but the feeling itself didn't go away. So there was still something happening. And so this is this is yoga off the mat, right? This is me doing my yoga, my meditating, concentrating on my breath, concentrating on the sensations of my body, observing the thoughts. I mean, really rather earnestly, I have to say. And then off the mat, I started realizing, whew, I I really get sort of agitated when I can't control something. When I want something to be a certain way, I have my, my mind on something. It doesn't turn out that way or it doesn't work out or whatever. Things never really work out exactly the way you have planned. And that drove my psyche bonkers because I couldn't control it. And I started to see, holy moly, I am a really controlling. I'm really trying to control my external environment here. And it's causing great suffering. Great discomfort within me. And further, I think that the more I tried to control my environment, the more I tried to control situations, well, the more it became out of control. And so this is... This is part of, of my internal exploration of my own psyche and getting softer and softer and softer in my life. Leading me to terms like surrender and trust, which I've come to, by the way, I've come to realize that, you know, surrendering and trust, these are lifelong journeys. You don't just one day go, oh, I'm going to surrender. Totally going to trust that God's will is the best. Now, while I intellectually believe that, my cellular body struggles with it. You know, there's always this this tension between our will and divine will. What we want things to look like and what things really look like. And so how do we how do we connect those two? This is yoga, right? This is yoga. It's a very internal and personal and real experience of knowing ourselves. It's a real deep exploration of our psyche of how we operate psychologically and emotionally. And even so, as as we progress, or even as I progressed on this path, and it wasn't all, you know, it's not all crap, right? It's not all, I'm kicking holes in a wall and I'm feeling awful and I'm looking at Gwyneth Paltrow's Instagram account and I'm eating ice cream at two o'clock in the afternoon. That did happen. But it's, That's not all it is, right? There are experiences of great, great beauty. There are experiences of great bliss, of great joy. There are experiences of profound gratitude. More and more and more 
And the more I'm able to unearth all this sort of stuff that gets in my way, this sense of control I want to have, my impatience, my negative self-dialogue, the more I become aware of that stuff, and I see it, and I work with it, the more I make room for light, the more light fills in that space. That is straight up true. There's way more space for gratitude for what I have, for what is, for this path of yoga, for this act of accepting what is, the practice of accepting what is and appreciating what is. There's awarenesses of my energetic body and a brightening of my intuition that's powerful. Now, it's really interesting because I, I never thought of myself as a person who was sensitive. It's true. I never thought of myself as a person who was sensitive. I thought of myself for a long time until actually just recently. I thought of myself as a person who had a pretty hardy constitution, right? I can handle a lot. I've got, I've got three daughters. I've got a business. I have a husband. I have a house a whole house in the Bronx, in the Boogie Down Bronx. I live with my mother-in-law. I have a dog. I got a lot, a lot going on. And I handle it. Damn it, I handle it all. And so I always thought of myself as, as sort of hardy. You know, my mom's hardy. She's got a hardy constitution. She can handle a lot. I thought, you know, I see, I see a lot of myself in my mom. I like that quality. And it wasn't until a little while ago that I started to realize... I feel a lot. I feel everyone else's feelings sometimes that are around me. I feel the energy around me. I sense things before they happen. I can't handle loud noises anymore. I can't handle loud music anymore. I can't handle weird lights. I don't like to be surrounded by a whole bunch of people. It makes me a little uncomfortable. And I thought, oh, shoot. I'm pretty sensitive. Maybe I should mind myself and learn how to take care of myself, learn how to feed myself in such a way, energetically and physically and emotionally. That makes me feel good. And so these are awarenesses that happen over time. These these awarenesses are the lotus that grow in the mud because awarenesses don't come from bliss. You may notice that when you're having a great old time and things are wonderful and you're, you're happy, 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 not a lot of wisdom is gained. It's a good time. But true growth happens when we struggle a little bit. True growth happens when we come out of unhappiness or struggle or tension. And so this culture that we have, this Instagram culture or this social media culture of images and what things look like, I invite you to go deeper. I invite you to go deeper into yourself. 
Explore yourself. How you operate. How you tick. Explore the contents of your mind and the patterns in there and the beliefs. Become aware of the thoughts that you're generating all the time and how you talk to yourself. Become aware of how that impacts your relationships and your life in general. Most of all, become aware. Become aware of you, your life, and how you want to live it. Because living awake and living consciously, while sometimes difficult and hard and challenging, is far more exciting and interesting than those pictures on Instagram. Just is. And so maybe my picture with all my chins or my pimples or my gray hair isn't pretty and not inspiring, but it's true. And it's not reflective of my inner light necessarily. Or maybe it is and I just can't see it. Isn't that interesting? And so I encourage you, get on your yoga mat. Feel your body in space. Breathe. Be with yourself. And be brave. Be courageous. Be okay not being this pretty perfect Instagram shape. Be okay being exactly as you are because you're pretty perfect exactly as you are. That's yoga. That's what yoga is to me anyway. I hope you have an awesome day wherever you are whatever you're doing. I hope there's light. And I hope there's dark too. I hope you have the full spectrum of a life experience. Because that's why we're here, right? Satnam. Namaste. Till next time.